Welcome to the CondoVultures.com podcast with your host, Peter Zalewski, a Miami real estate broker, Wall Street consultant, and expert witness. This podcast is focused on identifying real estate buying opportunities in the South Florida condo market, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. The CondoVultures.com podcast is not authorized by the South Florida real estate industry and will most likely annoy many of the region's talking heads. This podcast will feature straight talk and salty language that could be offensive to some. Please remember that part past investment success does not determine future gains, especially in the South Florida's volatile condo market. For more information, please visit condovultures.com. Welcome to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. For this particular podcast, which is our condo market report, which we do every week, we're going to be focusing on Palm Beach County. Palm Beach County is a northern county of the Tri-County, South Florida area. To the south is Miami-Dade County, for those of you who aren't familiar. In Miami-Dade County, you're going to have Miami Beach. You're going to have created out the land. You'll have Coral Gables, Aventura. In the center, you'll have Broward County. That's where Fort Lauderdale is. Hollywood Ellendale, as well as places like Pompano Beach. And then finally, in the northern county, Palm Beach County, you're going to have Boca Raton. You'll have West Palm Beach. Um, you'll have Palm Beach Gardens. You also have Jupiter and the famous Mar-a-Lago, where the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, has his uh, place. So for this particular podcast, we will get into four segments of Palm Beach County market. We're going to look at condos. We will then look at luxury condos. Followed by that, we're going to look at the stress market, which is comprised of short sales as well as REOs. And then finally, we'll take a look at the rental market. A couple of rules of engagement to keep in mind before we sort of get started. All of the data we're going to be taking a look at, it's coming out of the multiple listing service. The multiple listing service is a database for those people who have a real estate license, they join a club, it's called the Realtor Association. Therefore, they get to use this multiple listing service or this database to be able to offer properties that are available for sale as well as find properties that are for sale. The only requirement is besides having a license, being a member of the association, i.e. a club, uh, a commission has to be offered. So some sort of compensation has to be offered out there in the marketplace uh, for those using the MLS. For those of you who use Zillow and some of these other databases that are online, Many of those properties that are in Zillow are also going to uh, primarily come from the multiple listing service. It's a great, easy way to kind of get your hands on um, real estate numbers pretty quickly, but it is by no means all of the data or all properties that are available either for sale or for rent. What would be an example of a property that's not in the multiple listing service, but is for sale? It's something like for sale by owner. Uh, you, they call it FISBO in the industry. So that would not be in the multiple listing service. So while the MLS is going to represent quite a bit of the properties for sale, doesn't represent all of it. And then on the rental side, the uh, rental market uh, statistics that come out of the MLS, it's primarily going to exclude, exclude those properties where you have three or 400 units. There's a big sign on the side that says for rent. There's a guy in front of flipping a sign, trying to get you to come in for a free rent for a month. Um, those are primarily going to be corporate owned because they're corporate owned. They primarily do not want to be a real estate commission, which again is a requirement list of property in the MLS or the Realtors database. And therefore, many of those rentals that went up in the last five to seven years, they're not including the MLS. But so um, those are important rules to keep in mind. January through September, MLS data. Uh, the other part to sort of keep in mind is that we're going to sort of get into the details about what's really going on. We'll sort of give you some, um, some rules of thumb to help you figure out what is the state of a particular uh, segment of a market. We'll give you those guidelines. If you have any questions for us, or if you want to uh, submit a comment, uh, please send all emails to 
inquiry at condovultures.com, inquiry at condovultures.com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. And then finally, if you are listening to this podcast, but you would prefer to watch it because I am going to include charts uh, with this particular podcast um, as part of the video, we're now offering video capabilities through any platform that provides uh, video casts such as Spotify. And we are also going to be uploading all of our video podcasts up to uh, YouTube. If you're somebody who's listening on Apple Podcasts or any traditional type of podcast um, platform, um, nothing to worry about. You're getting the same uh, discussion. Uh, I will include the links in the uh, description of the particular podcast. But if you do want to watch it, make sure you uh, check out those uh, platforms that provide video capabilities such as Spotify and or simply go to YouTube. So we'll take a commercial break. Other side of the break, we're going to get into the condo market in Palm Beach County. It's a simple formula and it works. Buy low, sell high. We're Condo Vultures, and when it comes to your real estate, we help you buy low. At Condo Vultures, we represent the buyer, and now's the time to buy. Log on to condovultures.com for more information. Condovultures.com. And remember, before you sell high, you have to buy low. Featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, 60 Minutes, and Time Magazine. Condo Vultures Realty, a licensed Florida real estate brokerage capitalizing on the condo correction since 2006. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. I have a company called Condo Vultures, which provides consulting services as well as brokerage services. So for this particular segment, we're going to get into the condo market in Palm Beach County. This would be any and all condos that are, have been or are listed on the multiple listing service, which again, is a database that those people with real estate licenses who join a club called the Realtor Association are able to participate in, in marketing property and or finding property. It's also to um, the source of a lot of the properties you'll see in some competitive uh, uh, databases, if you will, such as Zillow. So what do we got going on in Palm Beach County condo-wise? Just under 2,700 condos on the market, 2,700 condos. The average asking price per unit is coming in at 824,100. 824,100 is the average price per door. At a price for a square foot base, 457 a foot, 457 a foot. And then finally days on market, those condos that are for sale, they've been on the market for about 80 days. Keep in mind, um, I'm recording this podcast, their video podcast in January. The data is coming as of the end of December, which represents what's going on in the first nine months of the year. So pending sales, just, just about 535 condos in Palm Beach County are pending, deemed pending, which means they're on the contract. The average asking price for these pending sales is about $1.2 million per door, $1.2 million per door. And price per square foot um, on the pending is 526 a foot, 526 a foot. And those pending sales, they've been on the market and under contract around a little over 59 days, 59 days. And then finally closed sales in the first nine months of 2022 in Palm Beach County. You had just over 8,900 condos trade. They trade an average price of $441,000 per door, 441 per door. And the average or the average sales price is three hundred two a foot, three hundred two dollars per square foot. And finally, days on market 27, 27 days on the market. Now, what's interesting when you take a look at the, the statistics, what it really shows you is that the sellers are asking a ton, and they're willing to wait a long time. Versus the buyers, they're getting a better price. In when properties are appropriately priced, they're actually doing the deal. So, what do I mean by that? Well, let's take a look at price per door. Average uh, price per uh, asking price per door for a condo in, in Palm Beach County. Remember, I mentioned eight twenty four one hundred, but the units that traded first nine months of the year they traded for four hundred forty one thousand. That's about an eighty seven percent difference. Eighty seven percent difference. 
Now, generally speaking, when we're tracking these, uh, these statistics for a marketplace, you don't tend to see a lot of activity until there's about a 20% difference between the asking price and the average transaction price. And then typically once that price is reduced even more to say eight to 50% or, you know, ballpark, call it 10%, then you tend to get a deal done. So when I'm looking at 87% spread between what a seller is asking versus what the average transaction price is in general, now each building is going to be different. Each time is going to be different, but just general, um, you know, trends that are going on, it really looks like, um, the sellers are out of their minds in terms of what they want versus what the buyers have been paying at least the first nine months of the year. Now the price per square foot basis, 457 a foot is the ask. If you remember, I said, but 302 is what the units traded for. This is about 51% difference, 51% difference. And again, 20% difference is typically when there's activity in eight to 12%, eight to 15% is typically when the deal gets done. So you can see on a price per square foot basis, the sellers are also asking a lot and therefore the units are probably going to sit on the market, which takes us to the days on the market. Those condos for sale in um, Palm Beach County right now, they've been there 80 days in counting the units that traded 27 days, 27 days. So that suggests that sellers are going to have to uh, learn to be patient and or cut their price because those units that are properly priced, they're going to trade. And then that's what the statistics are showing. Now, Let's get into how many units traded per month in Palm Beach County, first nine months of the year. 991 units, 991 units per month was a transaction pace. If I divide that what's currently in the market, which is just under 2,700 units, I come up with 2.7 months of supply, 2.7 months of supply. Keep in mind, equilibrium is six months of supply. Anything less than six months means the seller has the advantage because there's nothing to choose from. Anything more than six months means the buyer has the advantage. So these statistics suggest that Palm Beach County condo market is a seller's market. However, what I will tell you is that price differential between what's being asked versus what properties trade for suggests that, that we're going to need some sort of cleaning up to do here. The only thing I know about real estate in South Florida is it goes up until it doesn't and it goes down until it doesn't. So despite the fact that the statistics might look solid, it doesn't necessarily mean that's hundred percent go. And now uh, you're looking to buy a condo. Now's the time to pull the trigger and actually, um, I'd actually suggest to you, it might be more important to pay attention to what's going on with interest rates as the Federal Reserve uh, continues to jack up interest rates, uh, trying to get inflation under control. And ultimately, it's going to have an effect on, on the economy in terms of jobs and inflation. So uh, is it a good time to buy? I'm not really sure. But what I do see in the statistics is that there's not a lot of properties for sale, condos for sale in Long Beach County, but the price differences are out of control versus what the average transaction price is. So, Take it for what it's worth. We'll take a commercial break. Other side break, we're going to get into the luxury condo market in Palm Beach County. This is Peter Zolowski of the Condo Vultures podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I wanted to alert you that if you have a property that you're looking to sell in the Tri-County South Florida area, I would encourage you to reach out to Jenny Cortez, a licensed real estate broker with CVRRealty.com. She's my partner. She's been in the business for north of 15 years. More importantly, she knows the market. She knows how to get that deal done. And she also realizes that it's more important to get a price that you can accept and sell the property rather than to hold firm on some price that's never going to be achieved and ultimately languish on the market. So if you're looking to do, do a deal that you want a skilled expert who can help you sell a property, reach out to Jenny Hortis at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or visit her website, cvrrealty.com. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski of Condo Vultures. We're going to talk about the luxury condo market in Palm Beach County for this particular segment of our video podcast. And 
What is luxury? That's probably the best place to start. People in real estate like are basically paid to sell properties. They basically eat what they kill, if you know what I mean. So their real play is marketing, marketing, marketing. So as a result, many things uh, are deemed luxurious or luxury or ultra luxury or super luxury or super ultra luxury. So we try to cut through all the bullshit and make it real simple. We effectively say if there were seven uh, digits in the asking price, seven digits or more, seven figures or more, seven numbers or more, it is luxurious. Anything with six digits or six figures is not luxurious. So for instance, $1 million from our perspective is luxurious. However, $999,999 is not luxurious. And why do we do it? Because no one really knows what luxurious is down here and everybody uses, everyone in the real estate industry tends to call their property the most luxurious. So million dollars or more, we call luxurious under a million. It's not luxurious. So the data we're going to take a look at for this particular segment is luxurious condos in Palm Beach County. And again, million dollars or more. So what do we got on the market? 433 condos are currently on the market for sale in Palm Beach County that are, are luxurious. Average asking price, just under $3.3 million per unit, $3.3 million per unit. And that's going to work out to an average asking price of $1,255 a square foot, one, two, five, five per square foot. And those condos that are on the market, they've been there 104 days, 104 days. Now, the pending, these are the, the properties that were listed for sale and now they're under contract or waiting to close. 168 are pending, 168 luxury condo units are pending. Average asking price of those pending sales, $3.2 million, $3.2 million, which is slightly less than the asking price, average asking price of those condos today. And the average price for a square foot, 1180 a foot, 1180 a foot is the average pending um, uh, price when the property went on pending. And then finally, days on market, uh, those luxury condos, they've been sitting on the market and under contract for 71 days and counting, 71 days and counting. And then finally, those country condos that traded first nine months of the year, 693. So call it seven, 700 condo luxury condos traded first uh, nine months of the year, traded an average price of $2.3 million, $2.3 million. Remember, average ask is 3.3 million, average transaction price, three, $2.3 million. And average price per square foot, 973 a foot, 973 a foot. And those units traded average of 45 days, 45 days. So let's get into the statistics to give you an idea of what is the state of the Palm Beach County market. Right now, there's about a 43% difference between what the average um, asking price is for a luxury condo in Palm Beach County versus the average transaction price. And again, 20% difference is when uh, investors and buyers and sellers start to maybe have some activity in eight to 12, eight to 15 percent is typically when you get a deal done. So I'm looking at 43% difference in the average asking price for luxury condos. So that suggests pricing is too high. Now, price per square foot, $12.55 a foot is the average asking price as mentioned. Average transaction price is $9.73 a foot. That's about a 29% spread, 29% spread per square foot. Again, 20% it gets interesting. So looks like the price per square foot basis um, is getting closer and getting squeezed, even though the price per door basis is uh, uh, much more out of whack. And then finally, days on the market. Well, those condos, luxury condos that are on the market today in Palm Beach County, I told you 104 days versus the average one to trade in the first time once a year took only 45 days. You can see there that inappropriately priced condos are going to sit on the market much longer than those that are appropriately priced. Now, in terms of a city of luxury condo sales in Palm Beach County, we had 77 luxury condos trade per month in the first nine months of this year, 77. If I divide that, what's currently on the market, which is 433 condos, I'm going to come up with 5.6 months of supply, 5.6 months of supply. Equilibrium, if you recall, is six months. So 5.6 months suggests that this is a seller's market, but just lightly. 
looks like this luxury condo market is moving into equilibrium, probably more likely than not going to move into a buyer's advantage. Now I will tell you many of the luxury condo brokers, again, luxury is in the eye of the beholder, but any of these luxury condo buyers tend to make the argument that a luxurious condo seller has more money than God, and therefore they don't need to sell unless they want to sell and they can write it out and they can hold it out. And therefore you can't lose this rule of thumb of six months being equilibrium for luxury condos like you do for regular condos. Some of these luxury brokers will tell you it's 12 months, maybe even 18 months for equilibrium. So if you go by the traditional rule of thumb of six months, this is slightly a seller's market. If you go by the rule of thumb of 12 to 18 months, then this would be a hard uh, seller's market for luxury condos in Palm Beach County. We'll go ahead. We'll take a short commercial break. Other side break, we're going to get into the distress market in Palm Beach County. This is Peter Zaliski of the Condo Vultures podcast. Before I started doing these podcasts, I was in the business of being a licensed real estate broker, a contributing columnist for the Miami Herald, as well as the Miami Real Deal, but also extra witness work in consulting. So if you are looking for an expert witness or if you're looking for consulting services, a straight talk perspective as to what's going on in a particular marketplace, a building, or the, what happened previously for whatever your situation is, whether you are an attorney, whether you are an institutional fund looking to invest, or whether you're a lender who's trying to come up with some sort of a strategy and approach for your lending committee going forward, I just might be able to help you to get a hold of me. Please reach out to Peter at condovultures.com. That's Peter at condovultures.com. Or give me a call to the office at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski of Condo Vultures. For this particular segment, we're going to take a look at the distress market in Palm Beach County for condominiums. Now, best place to probably start is what is distress? Distress basically falls under two categories when it comes to buying properties that are going to be listed in the multiple listing service and will be reflected in the statistics we're showing. So these properties are either going to be a short sale and or they're going to be a real estate owned, an REO or a bank owned. It's all one and the same. Now, what is a foreclosure? People will talk about foreclosure. Well, there's several levels to foreclosure. When, a, when paperwork is initially signed, um, it's... In theory, it's in default, but it's not necessarily a foreclosure. Once a bank takes title to that property, then it becomes what the bank calls a real estate owned on its um, books. So it's an REO. So then some people would call that a foreclosure. But um, this is the way it breaks down. Distress will be a short sale. And a short sale typically means a, a borrower will um, obtain money from a lender. That lender is providing financing. And when the, when the borrower decides they want to sell the property, the property will not return what the borrower has um, effectively got his hands on, his or her hands on from the lender. And, and the borrower will go to the lender and say, hey, I want to get rid of the property. I don't want to go through the foreclosure process, which could take nine to 12 months. And therefore, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Lender, you will need to write off this loan and accept less or something short of what's ultimately owed in order to avoid a foreclosure. Why? Because a foreclosure, as mentioned, could take nine to 12 months. Some borrowers who end up losing their property, what they'll do is they'll strip the property clean. They'll try to grab anything and everything in the property that's worth value. So therefore they can turn around and try to sell to recoup some of the money that they're ultimately going to lose on the property. Um, and once a bank moves forward, it takes title to a property after this nine to 12 month process, whatever the condition is, uh, based on what the borrower might've done, uh, the previous borrower might've done. Then the bank will turn around, take this property and turn around and sell it as a real estate owned or an REO or a bank owned property uh, to investors who typically are going to be asked 
to pay um, a competitive price. Why? Because a lot of investors like uh, REOs or real estate owned, because they tend to underprice or undercut what's traditional marketplaces for a particular condo in a building and or a neighborhood. So what do we have going on in the distressed market in Palm Beach County? Well, we have um, about 20 properties that are currently in the market. This is going to be short sales and REOs combined. And uh, 13 are pending, 13 common sales are pending. And the first nine months in the year, we had 62 transactions, 62 transactions. So if I take the 62 transactions that occurred in the first nine months of the year, I divide it by nine, I would come up with just under seven uh, transactions, distressed transactions each and every month. Yeah, this year, and if I take that seven uh, transactions per month, I divide it what's true in the market, which is 20. I'm gonna come up with about two mine, 2.9 months of supply or roughly three months of supply. So it is a seller's market from a distrust perspective, but let's get into the review details of distrust. So we're going to start off with the short sale. Again, short sale is a situation where an owner obtains a loan or a mortgage that seller then in the future wants to unload the property, but the property is worth less and will sell for less than what the loan is uh, for. And therefore the seller or borrower will ask the bank to accept something that's less for short of what's ultimately owned. Now, short sale. How many currently on the market in Palm Beach County? Two. We only got two for sale. Average asking price of these short sales, $404,400 per door. 404, 400 per door. And that on a price per square foot basis, that works out to 282 a foot, 282 a foot. And they've been on the market at uh, an average of 23 days, 23 days for the short sales that are currently available. And there's an additional five short sales that are pending at an average asking price when they went under contract. 246,500, 246,500. And that's an average ending price per square foot, 218. And those have been in the market an average of 263 days, 263 days. And then finally, transactions of short sales, first nine months of the year, six. There's been six short sales that have traded in Palm Beach County. Average price, $209,335 per door, 209,335. And on a price per square foot basis, 155 a foot. That's a very attractive number, 155 a foot, when the average ask is 282 a foot. So you can see that's a very attractive number. And then finally, days on market, those short sales that traded in Beaumont County first nine months of the year, they traded for in 81 days, 81 days. So you can see that's relatively quick compared to what we saw in Broward County, as well as in Dade County in previous podcasts. Now, let's talk about the difference in terms of the average asking price and the average transaction price. We're looking at about a 93% difference uh, today in terms of what the average seller of a short sale is asking versus what the average transaction price was. 93% difference, again, 404, 400 is the average ask for a short sale in Wapage County versus the average transaction price, $209,335. Now, average price per square foot difference, about 82%, about 82%. Remember, 20% difference is typical UC activity, eight to 12, 18, 15% difference in terms of the average uh, asking price and the average transaction price. It's typical when you get a deal done. So we got 82% difference um, on short sales. And finally, days on market, 23 days on the market is what the uh, typical or the average uh, short sale is today versus those that traded trade 81 days. Now, how many uh, short sales were trading per month in the first nine months of the year? Less than one, less than one. So if I take that less than one, I divide it into what's currently on the uh, market today, two units, two short sales in Palm Beach County. I come up with about three months of supply. So the short sale market in Palm Beach County is a seller's market. Now let's talk about the bank owned market in Palm Beach County. Again, yeah, this is real estate owned. This is REO. This is bank owned. This is foreclosure. Call it what you want. But what it is, is that a borrower and an owner has lost a property through a foreclosure process for probably most likely non-payment. 
the bank has taken title and now the bank needs to somehow recoup the money it's lost um, uh, through the foreclosure process by selling it to an investor or some individual who's going to move into it. Uh, so what do we got going on on the REO side in Palm Beach County? 18 properties for sale, 18 condos in Palm Beach County for sale that are REOs. The average ASP price, $241,100 per door, $241,100. It works out to an average asking price per foot, 200 bucks a foot, 200 bucks a foot. And those REOs been on the market an average of 73 days in county, 73 days in county. Now, what's going on in terms of pending? We got eight pending REO uh, transactions um, in Palm Beach County. Uh, the average asking price, 167665 167665 per door or 174 a foot. And that works out to 70 days on the market that these pending properties have been there. So they were listed for sale. They went under contract and they have not yet closed. And that number is 70 and counting. And then finally, first nine months of the year, 56 Palm Beach County REOs or bank owned or foreclosures traded 56, traded an average uh, price of 179,540 bucks, 179,540 or a price per square foot, an average of 162 a foot, 162 a foot. And finally, they traded in as little as 32 days, 32 days. Now, what is going on in terms of pricing based on our, our uh, perspective in terms of looking at the difference between what somebody is, what a seller is seeking versus what uh, a unit trades for and when it gets interesting? Well, you got about a 34% spread between the, uh, the, the lenders today who were selling their properties versus what the average was in the first nine months of the year. And on the price per square foot basis, we got about a 24% spread. 24% spread. So you can see on the price per square foot basis, it's much closer to kind of getting a deal done from these lenders. And what is much closer? 20%. And right now the banks are sitting at 24%. So you can see very quickly, these REOs are probably going to get a reduced in price to the point where you, many of your investors who are circling, you're probably going to have the ability to come in and pull the trigger. And then finally, uh, average days on market, those um, REOs that are on market today in Beaumont County, they've been there 73 days versus the ones that traded in a little at 32 days. Days on the market is a great um, way to sort of track momentum in what's kind of going on in the market. Now, let's talk about how many REO transactions there were in Palm Beach County in the first nine months of the year. About 6.2, about 6.2 units traded each and every month. Now, if I take that 6.2 units that traded per month, I divide it what's going on in the market, which is 18. I'm going to come up with about three months of supply, just about three months of supply. So again, equilibrium being uh, six months, anything more than six months is a buyer's market, anything less is a seller's market. The REO market in Palm Beach, Palm Beach County is definitely a seller's market, but keep in mind that lenders have the ability to list the properties when and if they want, and what lender who's trying to get top dollar is going to dump a bunch of properties on the market at one time, and uh, if not to, or what result in it, is simply lo lowering the prices. Keep in mind, uh, lenders, They've already taken title to these properties. They can list them whenever they want, and they tend to list them in a controlled fashion and manner, therefore not to hurt pricing going forward. So that's an important part of the uh, distressed market, um, not only Palm Beach County, but all of South Florida as well as the United States. So we'll take the commercial break. The other side break, we're going to get into the rental market in Palm Beach County. Don't buy a South Florida condo discounted or distressed before taking a condo vultures correction tour. CondoVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos, analyzing the opportunities, and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market, a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, 
please visit condovultures.eventbrite.com. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. I have a company called Condo Vultures. Condo Vultures does consulting as well as offers brokerages services uh, related to condos in the Tri-County, South Florida area of Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County. So we're going to talk about the rental market in this particular segment of the podcast. Why? Because while many buyers are going to use the property as a primary home and or a second home, some people might want to rent the property, whether it's intended or unintended. Situations change, and as a result, it's important to know what the rental market is whenever you have a property, especially in South Florida, where uh, rents in recent, uh, the recent last year or two have been much stronger than they've been in quite some time. So what's going on in the rental market? Now, before we get into the rental statistics, let me sort of lay out a couple of things to sort of keep in mind. When you talk about rentals in uh, South Florida, there's going to be a whole variety of rental um, uh, properties that are all listed in this database, this multiple listing service that the realtors use. So keep in mind, there will be daily rentals, there'll be weekly rentals, there'll be monthly rentals, and there'll be annual rentals. It's very difficult to sort of get a good handle on the on the market um, and unless all the data is made, sliced and diced, put in more than apples that will perfect it. So as a result of that, we are going to rely on median for this particular segment of the podcast rather than average. So we're going to rely on median. What is median? Median is simply the number that's kind of right in the middle. Because it's right in the middle, it'll give us a good sense of what's going on. But I will tell you, and I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, rental data is extremely sketchy. Now, why is it sketchy? Well, a real estate commission has to be offered in order for a property to be put in the multiple listing service. So that means um, the landlord or... Um, yeah, the landlord's going to have to go ahead and sign a listing agreement. Typically down here in South Florida, a real estate broker is going to try to get about 10% commission, gross commission on the gross annual rent. And that 10% will be divvied up into 5% on the landlord side, 5% on the, on the renter or the tenant side. Now, if a group owns a 300 unit project and it's a REIT, the real estate investment trust or some sort of corporation or family office, whatever. Are they really going to want to pay 10% commission on the gross annual rent for each and every one of those properties? Or would that group or that owner of 300 unit plus complexes, wouldn't they rather hire somebody, give them 35, 40, 50 grand, put them in a leasing office, maybe hire a backup and simply have one or two people kind of handle it all paid at a set salary or uh, incentive driven salary rather than paying out all these commissions on 300 units at 10% of the gross annual rent. So what we tend to find is many of the corporate-owned rentals, those where there's a big sign on the side saying, uh, you know, for rent, call this 800 number, or those properties where you have uh, people standing outside the properties, flipping a sign, trying to catch your attention, so you pull over, come on in and sign a lease. Those tend to be corporate-owned properties, and as a result of being corporate-owned, they're probably not going to be in the mobile listing service. They will reflect what uh, some will call the, the shadow market, if you will. So, so keep that in mind. That's what's going on in the rental market. So it's, it's the data we're going to refer to is going to be a, a sense of what's going on, but it's not going to be all encompassing. And as a result, probably comparable to licking your finger, holding it up and seeing which way the wind blows. So that being said, let's get into the rental market. And let's talk about what pricing is like. Right now, there's 2,250 rentals for um, lease available in Palm Beach County. What are these rentals, these 2250? They're going to be comprised of apartments, condos, efficiencies, multifamilies, and townhouses. The median price, $3,300 a door per month, $3,300 a door per month. And what does that work to on a price per square foot basis? We're looking at 274 square foot per month, um, 274 square foot per month. And then finally, days on the market, those properties that have been uh, for rent in uh, Palm Beach County, they've been there 45 days, 45 days. Keep in mind, uh, every month that goes by that a landlord's not able to fill it, therefore cuts into their bottom line. 
So many, it behooves a landlord to put a tenant in there sooner rather than later. And holding out for pricing sometimes could be, um, it could be the disadvantage because the money lost in, in vacancy versus the, the, the premium charge sometimes doesn't necessarily play out, especially the tenants staying, uh, for only for one year or so for one lease term. Now, in terms of pending, 1173 properties are pending, rentals of properties are pending in Palm Beach County. Median price of those pending um, units, $2,500 a month, $2,500 a month, or $2.33 a square foot per month, $2.33 square foot per month. And they've been on the market a median number of days of 23, 23. And then uh, first nine months of the year, uh, what was the activity like for rentals in Palm Beach County? 7,025 properties were rented, 7,025 at a median price of $2,300 per door, $2,300 per door. And it works out to $2.09 a square foot per month, $2.09 a square foot per month. And the days it take to rent one of these properties in Palm Beach County for a time once a year, only 16, only 16. Today, the median number of days on the market for those available is 45. So you can see it's three times as long already um, that these properties for rent are sitting there. And why is that? Well, probably has to do with pricing. And what's the difference in pricing? Well, $3,300 per unit per month is a median ask, while the median transaction price for a lease was $2,300 a month. And as a result, that's about a 44% difference, 44% difference. So it looks like that the rentals in Palm Beach County are aggressively high. And until they get squeezed out, you're probably going to see the property sitting on the market longer, longer time, unless somehow, some way, these tenants decide to step off and pay more. 44% more than what was paid the first time was of the year. Now on a price per square foot basis, 274 a foot is the price per square foot monthly that's being sought on a median basis and right now in Palm Beach County, while the median transaction price was $2.09 a square foot, $2.09 a square foot per month. That's about a 31% spread. So that again, needs to be taken down in order to get the transactions to flow. And if they don't flow, you're gonna see that days on the market number continue to go up. Now. How many properties were rented on average per month in um, Palm Beach County? Well, if I take the 7,025, basically I divide it by nine, I'm going to come up with 780 rentals per month is what Palm Beach County experienced first nine months of the year. I take that number of 780, um, I divide that what's currently available, which is 2250. If you remember, I come up with 2.9 months of supply, 2.9 months of supply. Get equilibrium is six months, anything less than six months, it is a landlord's market. Anything more is a tenant's market. So this is clearly a landlord's market. However, we are in the first half of the winter buying season. And typically once the weather starts to change up north, where uh, those people who are coming down to South Florida to avoid the snow and the cold and are want to kick back with the palm trees and the sand and the ocean, they tend to go uh, north in the spring and the summer. And once they do, we tend to see prices for rentals um, continue to fall. So. I would suggest to you looking at the uh, statistics, even though there's only 2.9 months of supply, this does not necessarily mean that's an extremely strong market for rentals in Palm Beach County. And why is that? Again, because of the difference between the median asking price and the median transaction price. So that's an overview of the Palm Beach County condo market as of the Q as of third quarter of 2022. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any questions for us, please send an email to inquiry at I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to get into the video side, um, please check us out on YouTube at Condo Vultures TV. That is our handle. Or you can watch this podcast directly on Spotify. 
Now, if you are watching the podcast, you're going to see the statistics um, right there in the screen. And if you're not watching it, um, I'd encourage you to check out the notes underneath or the description of the podcast where we're going to put in links as to where you can uh, pull up each and uh, every chart. And for some reason, if you want to just look at some of the stats that we're pulling, go to condovulturesrealty.com, condovulturesrealty.com, go to market intelligence, and you're going to see all of the charts that I'm referring to in this podcast. So until next time, I hope you take care of yourself and we'll catch up soon. Ciao, ciao.